Hey, hey, my magical friends, welcome to another Witchful Ways podcast episode. I am Annika giving you insight, guidance, tools, and amazing membership to allow you to live a magical life every single day. So this week, I want to talk about working with spirit. And I want to talk about it because I work every single day for as long as I can remember, I have worked with spirit every single day of my life. And well, I should say interacted with, right? I do use them in my work. Um, Obviously, witchful ways, right? I use them in my craft. I use them in my divination. I use them in my readings. Um, I work with spirit every single day. But even before I use them in my working aspect, I use them in my every single day life. Just like those of us, and when I say spirit, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about our spirit teams. Our spirit teams are made up of uh, angels, spirit guides, ancestral guides, um, power animals, animal guides, guardian angels, angels, archangels, right? All of those things that exist in the other realms, okay? Let's say not in the physical realm, okay? (laughs) So that can include things like the fae, that can include things like unicorns, that can include things like dragons, right? Like all of those different realms. You can work with all of those different things. And Each person, again, is attracted to whatever they choose to work with because of some emotional attachment to it. Maybe you absolutely love dragons and that is what you decide to work with. So let's talk about it because I get the question, right? Because uh, those of you that have been to Witchful Ways on my website and see what I offer, I offer Magical Talisman. Um, I offer spirit companions, I offer readings, and I offer a membership among some other things, oils and candles and stuff, right? So somebody asked me, well, I, I'm not sure that I want to work with something that has been um, chained, if you will, right? Or taken prisoner in this item, And I want to, and I can't talk for any other practitioners. I'm only talking about what I offer at Witchful Ways and what a lot of people work with, and they're not realizing that they're even working with those kind of spirit, okay? So when we talk about archangels, archangels are, of course, um, available to everybody all the time, right? They can be everywhere. They're kind of the ones everybody knows, Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Ariel, right? Azrael, all those. So those are available to everybody all the time. They can be everywhere all at once. And they have specific things that they do for divine, one source, God, all, whatever you call it, right? They have specific things that are their specialties. Okay. Then we have the regular angels. And those angels are ones that, of course, are not archangels, but are also not guardian angels. They're not ones that are assigned to any particular person, but they are there to do supportive work that's needed for any person. 
okay? But those are not ones that are all the place all the time, right? Like an archangel, all can be everywhere all at once. Well, anything on the other side can be everywhere all at once because there's no space and or time. But they're not ones where everybody calls upon. So there is a plethora of angels that work within healing, or a plethora of angels that work within supporting um, your financial aspects, right? Like when you need help with that. There's for all anything that you can think of, there's an angel for it. And there are a lot of them. Just one or two, right? Like we have the archangels. Everybody knows those major seven, right? Of course, there's more than seven, but everybody knows those major seven names. And that's who they call upon. That's what you see. But there are so many other angels to call on and you don't have to know their names, right? Because as I said in a different podcast, they don't really have names that are actually, I think it was a fun filter Friday, um, that they don't really have names, right? Their, their energy, um, their sound, their language is vibration and sounds. And so are our words. Our words in the human language are vibration and sound as well. But they don't have the need to label things because everything is all. <laughs> okay. And we're not going to go into that. But so anyways, you don't need to know their name is the main point I was trying to make. You can simply ask, okay, any angel that's going to help me stay safe on my journey to wherever you're going, right? Keep me safe in my travels, angels. And those that are pulled to you because of your um, energetic attraction, if you will, for them, because they know that their energy is going to work well with your energy, right? Like all of those or any of those can step up and stay by you and help and support you in whatever way that you request. Okay. So it's available to everyone. We know that. Well, maybe now you know that. <laughs> okay. And then you have your guardian angel, right? Your guardian angel is you specific. You are their job, you and only you. And um, they work with you or for you and through you every single day. Okay, I'm sure we're all familiar with our guardian angels. So now let's talk about what's the difference between angels and spirit guides and spirit. Okay, angels have never walked the earth except for a few of the archangels, right? Uh, Metatron, Sandalphon. Okay, but otherwise, any angel has never been incarnated into physical realm of earth. Okay, so they are infinitely connected to divine source, one odd, one um, God, all, whatever you call it. They are always connected and working with divine grace and goodness and working for your higher self, right? Working with your higher self, keeping you um, in the goodness, okay? So when we talk about spirits then and spirit guides, your spirit guides oftentimes have been in physical form. What makes them so powerful in helping us 
is that they recognize and realize the limitations of our human minds and physical bodies. And angels don't have that. Okay, they can understand, right, like the concept of it, but they don't really truly understand it, kind of like things you can never understand unless you live through them, right, unless you experience them. Same thing with being in a physical body. How could you explain that to somebody that's never had that experience? They can understand it in concept, okay? So that's what makes working with spirit guides so powerful because they understand our limitations. So therefore, the information that we ask of our spirit guides can come to us in ways that our human brains can understand, all right? So we will have our main spirit guide and or guides that are with us from conception through death, right? And beyond, if you are a reincarnation um, believer, right? So they're with us all the time. They incarnate with us every time. And some people think that of, of guardian angels as well, but your belief system, you do you, witchy poo, right? So they're with us all the time. So that is the one that works with us or we can work with most closely to be able to expand our physical, um, I'm sorry, our psychic senses because they work for us. They're working for our benefit. They know what our life purpose is in the moment uh, in this time because it morphs throughout our time, right? So they understand that. Um and they know all the plans that were put in place of what we wanted to accomplish and achieve and or, you know, do while we were here in this lifetime. And their job is to help us complete those things. They know the map. They can see where we're at on the map. But we had chose when we incarnated into this physical lifetime, we chose to be blinded to that map. But we also kept our ties, right? We kept a kind of a safety cord there to kind of help us a little bit. But sometimes we don't remember it's there and we have to relearn it every time. And that's why we have to learn our spirituality. That's why we have to learn how to interact with our guides. Some of us don't. Some of us remember our guides right from the get-go, right? Like there's never been a time we haven't had our guide with us or had something that we were interacting with that we didn't realize until we were older was actually a guide. So that is your spirit guide. Now, again, you have a main one and you have supportive guides. You have guides that aren't assigned to any particular person, but they have specialties that they help anyone in need with. So again, if you example, if a woman becomes pregnant, they may send in additional guides to support that woman on all different levels um, through the transition and the birthing process, right? And then when that is resolved or, or in their minds is resolved, it's done, it's over, then they will leave and they will go to help somebody else, okay? So you have, those are your supportive guides, now, we also have in there your ancestral guides. Those obviously are ones that are your ancestors that have a more uh, stronger bond to your energetic print, if you will, right? To your spirit, your higher self. And they um, work to support and help us a little bit more intensely than those 
supportive spirits, right? They they come to their ancestors and look over their ancestors because that's part of their soul group, which again is a whole nother thing. But so you have those. And then you also have the spirits that are um, mythological or created. And those would be your jinn. Those would be your um, unicorns. Those would be your fae. Those would be all of those kind of realm things, right? Your dragons, um, you know, whatever it is. Ogres, all those kind of things. Do they exist? They absolutely exist, just like magic exists because you believe in it. You believe that you have the ability to, to, uh, to work the energies, right? So those things exist. One, because people believe they have the ability to do it. So therefore, there's nothing to say that they don't. And two, because if enough people believe in something, they manifest it. So little side note, which is interesting, then does that make you feel like if another pe- if enough people believe in something, then it manifests. So does that mean that the devil's real? That's a good question, right? I think it's a good question. It's a great one to do at a pagan party, <laughs> right? Because if you believe that you can manifest something or that a group of people can manifest something like a coven uh, gathering, you know, or something like that can manifest something, then by all means, on a mass global scale, on a huge scale, if you have so many people believing in one thing, will it manifest? I believe it does. But does it manifest only for those that believe in it? There is where my creations come in what I offer as companions at Witchful Ways. Okay, so you don't, if there is something that you have a spark of belief to, it can be true for you, right? We know that in all different aspects. If you have a spark of doubt about something or something you can do, a limitation that you have, you can expand upon that, right? You can put flan, um, fan the flame, basically, and therefore it, it grows and it becomes a truth for you. So just like I, I like to equate the companions that I offer as um, they are magical energies that perform tasks. They are, they are personified magical energies. That's what they are. Just like deity in some aspects are personifications of certain traits or abilities. No different in the companions that I offer. So some of these companions are ones that have stepped forward as those um, those spirits that are not guardians, that are not ancestral, that are the supportive, right? And just like in life, when you go, 
Oh man, when I cross, I don't know if anybody else does this. Maybe it's just me where I go, man, you know what? When I cross over, when I become a ghost, right? When I get into spirit form, I am so going to make sure that I go around and sit next to any child that is in the hospital for, you know, cancer, battling cancer, maybe, or whatever it might be. Not sure if that's just me. I don't think it is because I know I've had conversations with others that feel the same way, but, um, so it's kind of like that pull. And then if you think about, you have that. And then when you do cross over, when I cross over into spirit, am I going to be able to do that? Or am I going to go, you know what? I really want to work with children that have a fear of hospitals, right? That's what I want to work with, children that have a fear of hospitals. So I am going to search out somebody that or a place that I can connect with that will allow me to do that. Now, because I have the ability to interact with spirit, I have my entire life to interact with spirit that allows me the gift of being an open microphone. Okay. Now I've got to say there aren't very many that I offer that way. 99% of mine are astral creation. And this is something that I learned to do at a very young age, starting at 12 years old, actually, and I just turned 50, starting at 12 years old, actually, um, where if you think about the easiest way that I can explain it to you is if you think about a cake and making a cake from scratch, right, or even box, whatever, but you have all these different things that are in and of themselves, something that is useful, something that is in existence, right? And something that has energy, which we know everything does. So therefore, so you have your flour, you have your eggs, you have your butter, you have your cream, you have whatever you're putting into, you know, for flavoring, you've got all your different ingredients, but individually, even though they all have their own properties and benefits and energies, when you put them together in the right way and bake it, right, if you will, in, in the right way, then you come out with something completely different than what you started with, but has a totally different benefit and energy to it. Same thing with the companions that I offer. They are thought form. So that means that when I sit and I work in my sessions, I prepare myself in a way that I've been taught and again that I've been doing my entire life to allow these different ingredients to come with a final result in mind. So when you start and you're gathering your ingredients for your cake, you're not just gathering things um, just because you don't know what you want to do yet right? You have an end result in mind. You know that you want to make a chocolate cake with strawberry custard, maybe filling, right? You know that that's what you want to make. So you go out to get the ingredients for what can create that. And then you go ahead and create, you know, by mixing it all together. And when you put it in the oven and bake it, that's when it actually, because before then you just have a mixture of all the stuff, right? It's still not a cake, when you put it in the oven and you have the expertise, right, if you will, of the temperature and the timing and, you know, 
how to make sure that it's done and all those things, you're able to get the final result that you had in your mind from the get-go. Same thing when it comes to my creation of my companions that I offer. It goes through the same process. But what happens is the ingredients that I have is, yes, it's easy to pull astral energy to create a form, right? To say this is what it is to be able to um, have that end result. I want to end up with a, you know, one of my most popular companions is a treasure dragon. I want to end up with a dragon that is able to have financial um abundance and prosperity and, you know, works within financial universal energy flow for their human companion. So now I just gather all the ingredients and use my rituals to be able to put those together and then conjuring to be able to bake the cake so that what I end up with is an amazing companion that anyone can interact with and that it will have these these magical energies to be able to work in all financial aspects for you. So now when I offer it on my website or in my um, magical companions offering group, when I offer it there, people connect with it and people connect with it because it has an energy to it. It can be put out there, if you will, right? Quote, unquote, put out there and people can connect with it on so many different levels, which allows them to say, yeah, this one is the perfect one for me. So as long as there is an inkling of, I understand that there are things on the unseen aspects that work within energetic flow. And if you believe in magic, that's what it is. So hopefully that, I know I went longer this time, but hopefully that kind of answered the question. I love, love, love talking about it, answering any questions that you have. So make sure that you can message them to me on Facebook or email them to me at witchfulways at gmail.com. Leave them in the Living a Magical Life Facebook group. However you want to get them to me, I'm so happy to answer them at any time. All right. Hopefully you have a wonderfully magical rest of your day.